Hello, everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. My name is Prabhat, founder at Online Seller UK. And today we've been, we're going to do a recording, a podcast on Amazon vendor analytics. I'm joined by Paul, Paul from Merchant Spring. Welcome to our podcast. Great. Uh, great to be here. And um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I always love to talk to people in the industry. Excellent. So I think it's good for, for us to start with your introduction and what Merchant Spring does. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know about Merchant Spring or me, uh, I am one of the co-founders here at Merchant Spring. Merchant Spring is a SaaS, really plug and play analytics solution for agencies and vendors uh, that trade across multiple countries, channels and marketplaces. Uh, predominantly Amazon, but we cover 120 other marketplaces as well. And the idea being that you connect all your channels of those of your clients bring all the data in uh, and then be able to very quickly pinpoint, you know, where are the opportunities, where are the risks and do a whole bunch of reporting on the back of that as well. So we almost exclusively work with agencies uh, and vendors, uh, mainly in Europe and in North America. Excellent. So analytics itself, let's talk a little bit on that. So how important do you think um, is, is to analyze the performance on Amazon accounts or any other accounts that you connect with? Yeah, I think I would slightly rephrase that and say how how important is it to sort of act quickly? Uh, and I would say, of course, it's I've come from a world of physical retail where we make decisions on a daily basis. You know, what promotions we're going to run, what are we going to advertise in the press, all of those things, quite old school. In the world of e-commerce, obviously, things move way, very faster than that. Um, and what you really don't want to do is spend all of your day trying to get to the so what, you know, downloading data, crunching numbers to get to the, oh, what do I need to do now? Ideally, you'd have all of that at your fingertips and quickly laid out, you know, what 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 works, what doesn't work, you know, where the, you know, if you think about a traffic light system, right, where the, where the red and the greens so that you can prioritize your time, right? There's always, particularly when it comes to Amazon, we could be working 50 hours a day if we wanted to, right? There's always more things to do, but how do you prioritize? Uh, and that I think is absolutely critical, particularly in, in a really fast paced world that is e-commerce. Absolutely. So let me take you to uh, our topic, which is Amazon vendor analytics. I think it's one of the most complicated platform itself in terms of analyzing data. So, so what sort of uh, challenges uh, Amazon vendors are facing these days? Yeah, look, I think generally, I mean, at one level, they're, they're facing lots of challenges, but on one level it's just, you know, there's not much content out there for Amazon vendors. You know, if you're, if you're a seller, there are lots of mastermind courses, conferences you can go to, podcasts you can tune into uh, with Amazon vendor, there's very little, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm slowly trying to change that through some of our own content, but that's kind of, I was really passionate about making uh, Amazon vendor really the topic of today. I think the specific challenges Amazon vendors uh, face, and look, to some of these extent, these are kind of, you know, enjoyed by, by everyone because the environment is much tougher now. But Amazon vendor certainly is no longer um, a place where you can just sell things on a wholesale basis and Amazon does all the rest and all of that. You know, Amazon themselves are really driving efficiencies really, really hard and driving profitability, which means there's more, more scrutiny on, on the profit um, between you and Amazon uh, than ever before. I mean, fewer vendor managers around to actually talk to and make things happen. And then Amazon is pushing more and more of the responsibilities of managing that account and driving the sell out 
which traditionally has been the responsibility of the retailer, right? Driving that sell out is now more and more the responsibility of the of the vendor. So lots more, you know, there's a, basically a scope creep. Amazon is pushing a lot of scope and costs onto vendors um, that, um, you know, facing serious challenges. And of course, then there's, you know, cost price increases and commodity pressures and all of that on top of that. Um, so it is a quite a tough time to be a vendor right now. Sure. So, um, so I think you've mentioned about uh, the profit side of things, which obviously Amazon is trying to uh, improve as much as possible. Um, and part of the reason they've, they've cut down all the third-party uh, link uh, early this year in Europe. Um, so, for for vendors themselves, there is a challenge. You know, I want to grow my business and brand and brand presence on Amazon. Fair enough. But also, I want to increase my profit as well, which is getting harder and harder because you mentioned that there's a cost increases and things like that. So how can, uh, let's bring Merchant Spring in. So how can Merchant Spring help vendors or vendor central users to to analyze their profit? So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, I might, um, I might just do a really quick screen share. I'm, I'm trying not to make a demo out of this, but... One of the great things that um, we really have to thank Amazon for this is that they last year released a series of APIs, which in, in a nutshell means we can now obtain the same data uh, that Vendor Central gives you, but we can obtain it programmatically and do more things with that. So one of the things that uh, Merchant Spring does quite well is take all of that data together, whether it's sellout data here, and you're seeing that on the retail analytics, sell-in data on the purchase orders or marketing, and bringing that all together in one place for whatever time series and time period that you want to look at. Um, you know, Vendor Central itself still is relatively clunky. You know, you can look at things like a week or a month at a time, but you know, what if I want to look at, uh, you know, a trend uh, over a certain period of time, want to look at it by product or by, um, by account of the like. So that's what we do here at Merchant Spring. We take all the same data that your vendor manager is looking at, but we try and add more value to that so that we give you a leg up and reduce any of that sort of manual data preparation analysis. Um, so yeah, look, there's a, lots of things that vendors can do. Um, I wanted to just point out a couple of things and particularly for vendors that are listening to this, you know, you can do this analysis inside Vendor Central as well, right? So it don't make, you know, I don't wanna make you think like, unless I've got Merchant Spring to do this, I'll just use the tool to really illustrate uh, some of the things you might be thinking about right now. Um, and look, we don't, this is a short podcast, so we can't go through all of them, but I'm just gonna pick four or five, right? So the first thing uh, that you can do to really understand or to improve your profitability is think about where am I gonna invest my internal resource to improve my product content? For example, where am I going to drive more sales and conversions? Now. Amazon has got some great reports on their order revenue that allows you to see not just at a total, but at an ASIN level, what your glance views are, what your uh, and what your conversion rate are, right? So even at those things, you can very quickly look at all your ASINs and say, right, what are my ASINs where my conversion rate is well below the average for my account, but maybe the page views or the glance views in this situation are really high. So in other words, if I were to, if I only had say a couple of hours today, I want to prioritize optimizing content where I'm going to get maximum return. My view would be try and focus on those ASINs where you already have high page views. And I'm looking at my demo data here, for example. I've got this one here, the fourth, or actually one of the highest ASINs in terms of glance views, 
But as you can see, my conversion rate is at 4.8, which is well below the average for the account. So that's a great candidate to invest your time. So part of this is using this data to prioritize where you can uh, optimize your content. You know, you, you can't do it all, right? You have to prioritize. This is a great way to do that. The flip side of this is you may want to look at products when you say, you know what, my conversion rate is off the charts. So for example, here, I might have a much lower product, lower page views here, but a really high conversion rate. This one, you know, I might just say, look, I'm going to put more advertising dollars against that in order to drive that those glance views up. Because I know in generally that page is converting really, really well. Uh, or hey, I might want to invest in some search rank uh, optimization there as a separate piece of activity. So having a framework to think about how do I slice and dice the portfolio is, is quite useful. Um, the other thing, particularly in, in today's kind of world in terms of Amazon uh, relationships, is really important to think about the net pure profit margin. You know, most likely you will have agreed a target that you're working towards uh, with, with Amazon. Now, there's lots of things that go into net PPM, but at one level, one thing is useful to note is, you know, you are not managing a single number, you're managing a portfolio of SKUs. So how can you manipulate the sales across your SKUs or your sellout in order to achieve that net PPM target? So let's, for example, say here, we, we've agreed with Amazon, we wanna go 53%, Net PPM. Now it's really high. You know, it's probably more of a fashion type category here. Um, but if I'm then looking at individual products, I notice that my my one of my fastest growing products here, um, this particular ASIN, my net PPM is actually below that average. In other words, it's dilutive, right? So it's a great example where I'm driving a lot of sales, but actually I'm dragging my net PPM down. And in the meantime, my Amazon vendor manager is probably getting more and more upset with me because I'm drifting away from that net PPM target. So, you know, I think you sort of get the concept here is, you know, how do you manipulate the rates of sales and the growth across different ASINs in your uh, portfolio in order to create that top line net PPM number that you're looking for? You know, and that may well be, for example, I've got a wonderful product here, net PPM of 57%. How do I drive a bit more sales on that? Because if I do that, my overall net PPM will go up as well because it's uh, it's not dilutive. So it's another great way of uh, of, of managing through that. Um, and then probably the last one, because I know we're kind of short on time and I might just open to a few to questions as well, uh, provider, is having a look at the sell in data, right? So we can look at purchase orders here. Um, you know, this is how much Amazon is ordering from you and what is the status of those. Now we can, for example, see, let's look at the year to date picture, you know, and, and these are views that are harder to obtain through Vendor Central, but if you work hard enough, you can get them out. What we can see here is, you know, we can see the broad trends, we can do comparisons and it allows you to very quickly understand things like, okay, which of my categories, brands and products are up year on year, or the reverse of that, where is Amazon, where have they stopped ordering products? Uh, that in itself is quite useful. But of course, uh, back to your point, Prabhat, about profitability, um, you know, one of the core elements that is sort of a little bit invisible, but destroys a lot of profitability for vendors is uh, shortages and claims and all of that. And, you know, one lens that we provide into that, you know, quite complex conversation is providing you visibility at a purchase order level to understand, okay, what's your confirmation rate and what's your receipt rate? In other words, if Amazon orders 100 units from you, 
how many do you actually confirm back to Amazon? If Amazon orders 100 and you say, Amazon, I can only supply 90, that's a confirmation rate of 90, that is a lost COGS opportunity. And potentially, depending on how quickly you confirm that, if you're not quick enough, that might even lead to a financial penalty. And then related to that, if you're saying, actually, okay, Amazon, I'm going to deliver 90 units, how many does Amazon actually receipt into their warehouse? That's a receipt rate. Now, a lot of times we find that's not a... 100%. And that's either because maybe you didn't send enough, or there is an issue with the receipting process, maybe driven by a poor labeling or, you know, other supply chain issues. Uh, but again, it's what I call a quite a large leaky bucket for uh, a lot of vendors that, you know, certainly through uh, clever use of software like this, you can very quickly understand, okay, what is actually happening there with a particular purchase order? You know, where, what particular ASIN is driving the issue? So that you can physically uh, go to your warehouse or your supply head of supply chain and go, right, we've got an issue on these ASINs. Um, let's talk about what we can do to improve that and start closing some of those leaky buckets. Um, so, yeah, so let me let me pause there, Prabhat, because I think I could go on. I, I've got another five examples in my head, but let me just pause there and uh, and and go back to you. Uh, I'll stop sharing. Excellent. I think that's the really good view of the analytics. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure uh, vendors will get benefit from it. So I'll just bring you back to profitability. I'm a little bit uh, focused on that today. Um, I'm not sure why, but everybody should be anyway. So um, so with the analytics within the vendor account, we know there are costs involved, marketing and all that sort of thing. Uh, there are some agreements uh, with MDF and uh, any other uh, charges they have. So. Um, would Merchant Spring uh, help me to understand that profit in a periodic basis, quarterly, monthly? So uh, with taking into account of all the costs involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we certainly show you. Um, so the thing that we don't uh, incorporate just yet, we do do this on the seller side, is your own uh, unit cost. But certainly a very, uh, some of the very interesting views in the platform is to understand uh, you know, Amazon's raw margin or is, you know, your kind of, you know, top line uh, profitability before your own COGS and also your net PPM and be able to see the difference between the two and thereby uh, understand what are some of those other charges and fees and the like as well. Um, and then, of course, we've got the, the seller piece we spoke about before around shortages and where you're shorting and all of that. So all of those will give you different perspectives on what profitability looks like for you as a vendor. Excellent. So um, that's a quite comprehensive detail we, we, we talked about just now. So what's the future for Merchant Spring in terms of vendor analytics? Is there any new developments that you're working on that will be interesting to know? Yeah, look, I won't go into uh, to too much detail here uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, our core customers are really agencies and vendors, uh, you know, and, and our road, product roadmap reflects that. Um, we're also very big on multi-channel. So for us, we don't want to stop just when it comes to Amazon 1P. Uh, you know, we're certainly thinking about Walmart 1P and there's a whole series of other e-commerce players that are offering, uh, well, they have an 1P component to their marketplace. Um, because what we're trying to do here is not to provide you with one lens into one channel, but we want to take the, the brand's view, the manufacturer's view and say, right, how does how, what does your total e-commerce operation look like across country, across platforms, uh, whether it's 1P or 3P? 
you know, and what's working and not working, really sort of, you know, looking at, at a portfolio level from a manufacturer and a brand point of view. So that probably very cryptically gives you a view of, you know, where we are heading to. And, and that, by the way, applies to advertising as well. Amazon advertising here is one component. You know, there is DSP. We're about to, uh, you know, launch our feature there. I think I can talk about that because we're pretty close. There's a whole series of other advertising channels as well. Uh, a lot of them, you know, off uh, driving off Amazon traffic, for example, or driving traffic to other e-commerce channels that are certainly part of what we consider our remit. You know, if really from day one, we've set out to be a multi, multi-channel platform, uh, you know, and it's always a balance. How deep do you go into Amazon versus, uh, you know, how wide you go? Um, and, you know, so far, I think we've done an okay job in terms of straddling those two uh, priorities, uh, but certainly that's the direction we'll continue to go. Excellent. So uh, thank you again, Paul, for your time today. Before we close the conversation, if somebody wants to uh, talk to you about the venture accounts, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, either on, on LinkedIn, um, you can just message me directly, um, or um, we've got a contact us portion on our website. Uh, actually, that is manned uh, 24 seven. So uh, if you just log a query there um, and, and mention my name, I'll make sure to get back to you very quickly also. That's merchantspring.io. Excellent. Thank you, Paul, for your time today, and I'll speak to you soon. All the best.